the best pregame tune to get you in the right headspace is absolute silence. Yep, that sounds like a fax is fact. All right. Well, and whatever is in your mind is truth. Because it's fax is fact. That's exactly. Yeah, I'm catching yeah. on now. Hello, and welcome to the Raleigh Fultimate Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Mead, and here to connect you with the players and personalities of North Carolina's semi-professional Ultimate Frisbee. Today, we're going to be talking to the elusive, the dead silent, the, the silent killer, the one and only Mr. Jacob Fairfax. Jacob, how's it going? Hey, Luke, it's good to be here, man. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm living the dream, man. So excited. We've got so much good Frisbee coming up between club stuff and playoffs and AUDL championship weekend around the corner. I mean, we're just everything's cooking right now. So, but more importantly, we finally get you on the pod. And I know the first time I ever asked you to get on the pod, you told me straight up. No. So it only took two years, but I finally worked your way on. And not only are you going to tell us a little about your story, but we're here for some facts as facts. We're going to get some very clear definitive takes from you and we're here for it. But on that note, I want to start with your story. So I think it's important they know who you are both on the field and off the field. So Jacob, what's your story? Uh, yeah, so I am from the Charlotte area, a small town called Mitt Hill. I have three brothers, and we all grew up playing sports, mostly baseball, basketball, football. And we kind of all diverged once we hit high school. So I played baseball throughout high school. I was okay, but I didn't really have any college looks, I would say, leaving high school. So I went to UNC Charlotte. That's where I picked up Frisbee, saw the club sport my freshman year. It's also where I met my wife. We were both math majors at UNCC. So that's pretty great. We had some classes together and we kind of that's how our relationship started. She then started her doctorate program up here at NC State. So she moved to the Triangle and then I obviously picked up with the Flyers and started playing after the Express kind of disbanded rip. But uh, no, it's good. So I kind of had multiple reasons to move to the area. So then I moved up to First Durham and then 509 with Eric and Saul. I lived with them for about a year and a half. And then my wife and I, we got married and moved to the Cary area. And here we are. Fantastic. couple of questions before we dive in. So first off, what is your wife's name? Uh, my wife's name is Sarah. Excellent. Sorry. I mean, we can keep calling her Jacob's wife, but I, I like to give her name. So, <laughs> so Sarah, when did y'all get married? May 2020. Oh so my like God. Right in the, right in the heat of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, I mean, we, we could do a whole pot on that, I'm sure, of just like what that experience was like. And I mean, did you have a, a really small wedding or were people able to come out? Like, what did you do? Yeah, we had to change our whole wedding. Um, we had just close family. So I didn't even actually have my best man. I don't know if you know Ryan Workmeister, but he was going to be my best man. And then he kind of got invited. <laughs> so I just had my three brothers and their spouses. And Sarah had her parents. And we did it actually at her aunt's backyard. So it was nice that they were able to host us. It was a nice intimate gathering. But yeah, it was very different than what we had planned earlier. Uh, that just breaks my heart for you. I'm sorry. Did you do like an after party later or any sort of post celebration or you just, you got the thing done? And We have not yet. Uh, we still haven't even done our honeymoon actually. It might be coming next year. Kind of the game plan. But yeah, COVID kind of wrecked our plans, but it's okay. We still got married. That's the most important part. Don't disagree. Love that y'all didn't wait too. It was just like, nope, this is happening and we're going to make it work safely. And that's fantastic. Also, uh, you mentioned the Charlotte Express, which for those who don't know is a defunct AUDL franchise. One year, two years? How long did the Express last? Two years. I only played one. I played in 2016. It was my first year playing with them. Can you give a quick description of like what was the franchise like? What were the high points of the Charlotte Express experience? Uh, high points? There weren't many. I think the first year they won two games. The second year we won four. We gave the Flyers a couple of close games. 
I remember my like very first game we opened up against the Flyers and I got a D first point against Ben Dieter. So that was a big high point for me. I had no idea who Ben Dieter was at the time, but now I know. And that makes me feel so much better about myself. But yeah, it was a bit disjointed franchise, but it was well, still a good experience it- for me. If they weren't disjointed, they probably would have made it a little longer. So it, it makes sense. But for sure. For those who don't know, Ben Dieter, legend of the Triangle community, currently captains Boneyard, which is our master's level team that just won a world championship. Uh, just an absolute incredible both player on the field, but also incredible person off the field. So shout out, Ben. Good job letting Jacob get a D on you because I'm sure that's what it was because there's no way. There's no way you could have gotten a D on him. There's just no way. I think it was All right. a throw error. Yeah, it might have been a throw. That's true. Moving on to our our full pod. So again, this is a special segment today, and we're hoping to add these more in future seasons, but I want to do a full intro pod with it. So we've been talking about this for a long time, and we're going to do some facts as facts. We're going to lay some truths down in the community. So we hope you're ready for this. We intend to cover as many topics as possible, but uh, Jacob, are you ready for some facts as facts? I'm so ready. I'm a very opinionated person, so I'm, I'm very ready for this incredibly strong personality, very opinionated. It never backs down when people disagree with him. Um, very combative guy, just like a perfect, this is Jacob Fairfax to be very clear to the audience. Like, yeah. All right. So we're going to start with off the most important question of all, who is the fastest man in ultimate Mr. Fax? Yeah. So I used to think it was AD Alex Davis until I raised him, and on our 11th race, I beat him. And then we also just recently at worlds raised some players from moon catchers. And whoever was number four on their team, I never even caught his name, but he absolutely just left us behind. So whoever that guy is, he's in ultimate right now. So I just want to confirm here. You're saying not only is AD not the fastest man on the Flyers, you are, but uh, also number four on the moon catchers is actually the fastest man in ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. I need to track down and figure out who that person is, but yeah. All right. Number four, wherever you are, just know you're the best. (laughs) Okay. All right. Next question. Which chain pizza is the most superior. This I will fight everybody tooth and nail on. Papa John's is superior. And if you want to rank them, it's Papa John's, then Pizza Hut, then Domino's. You're talking the top three. To all you Domino's lovers, you guys are crazy. Can you elaborate on like what makes Papa John's the best? Give us the full breakdown, the full analysis. Just overall quality of ingredients. They have a great ratio for sauce to crust. Even their thin crust, if you have it, if you try it, fantastic. I'm a big fan of the crunch. So... They just, they do it the best. I don't know what kind of seasoning Domino's puts on their pizza, but it just ruins the whole thing. Yeah. So that's kind of their biggest shortfall, I think. Shortcoming, I should say. And this is coming from a math major, people. So you can't doubt the statistics here. He's done several uh, studies. He's checked all the Mm P-values. Like this is undefined. Like Papa John's is the best pizza. Yeah. I have a very large sample size too. (laughs) For you guys wondering, I I definitely, it's, this is sound here. The ratios are, are just the best. All right. Papa John's superior pizza chain. You're all wrong if that's if that's not true. Next topic. I would like to know, Mr. Fax, who is the most overrated player in the AUDL? I think there's a pretty clear mm-hmm. answer. I think everyone in the community is clear, but go ahead and, and you can put into words. Obviously, Jack Williams. Um, you know, he used to be a decent player when he was playing with the Flyers. And he's still he's still okay. But, you know, now he's playing with New York and he's just a handler. You know, if all he does is handle and moves to this, like, any guy on that team could really fill that role. You know, he's just, he's so overrated at this point. I mean, how many other guys on that team have won MVP too? Like if he was actually good, he would have won an MVP with that team by now. Exactly. Like, they're going to give it to exactly. some other, some other Osgar guy, like Yachts won it the last couple of years. Like if Jack was actually good, he would have won an MVP by now. And he, he hasn't. So yeah, it's pretty definitive. 
I think I just feel like too, he's, he's pretty slow on defense, right? He just kind of follows his guy around. And like, oh. that feels like an important part of the piece just because like you're okay at offense doesn't mean that you get to be bad at defense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very true. All right. Sorry, Jack. Uh, we don't mean to hate <laughs> on you on this pod, but we're speaking the truth here. We're speaking the truth. Next one. So Fax here is a big advocate of the integrity rule. Can you explain to us why the integrity rule is so critical on a, on a very serious note? Oh, yeah, absolutely. The integrity rule is great. And I think other sports should take note of that, especially in today's society. Like athletes are seen as role models by young kids all over the place, like all across the nation. And they look up to these players and if they see them cheat, do whatever to get ahead, like that takes an effect on the youth. And I think the integrity rule is great because it, it kind of shows what's more important than the game is your character as an individual. So like, I think it also just shows great respect for the game itself. To, we didn't win because so-and-so made a bad call or whatever. This is how I actually, the game transpired and kind of is what it is. Like that didn't explain that great. No, on a serious note, like I still remember 20, what was that year? 2017, that, your Dallas one. So it would have been no, 2016, right? And so it's Madison, Seattle, semifinal like ADL semifinals anybody who's followed the ADL for the last six years knows about this game it's like one of the best sporting events ever Uh, Madison's at home up big I think up like nine points in the third quarter and Seattle just chips away at this at this lead Um, and they get it down to two and then they get it down to one like near the end of the fourth quarter but they have two integrity calls that Seattle calls on themselves in the last four minutes and not only did they come all the way back from this comeback, but they also literally called integrity calls themselves and still won this game at the buzzer. Mm -hmm. And it was just like this to me, it was not only like the pinnacle of the sporting experience, but also like the pinnacle of spirit and Frisbee showcasing that I get that. Obviously there are a lot of people who feel very passionate about observers versus non-observers versus referees. And I do think there are like flaws to everything, but legitimately, like I do think when it's done right, like the integrity rule is like the perfect balance of those things. So yeah, I'm with you facts. I think that's cool. On a similar note, what makes a sport legitimate? I'm going to catch some heat on this one. The biggest thing for me, I guess there's like, there are a couple of things. I do think sports, you have to be physically active. I think that's a big part of what makes it a sport to some degree. Um, it has to be competitive. And I think there has to be an objective scoring process. So I think the biggest heat I catch on this is, I don't know, other things you see in the Olympics or whatever, like gymnastics or whatever. In my mind, you can't look at a routine and say one's better than the other if they're both performed like flawlessly so there's no like objective scoring in my mind they do have this of creativity and stuff like that and i have a hard time with that so i catch some heat my brother is a cheerleading so he definitely has fought me hard on this he thinks it's a sport and it, you know calling it not a sport doesn't take anything away from the activity whatever it is like i've seen him do his cheering all the tumbling and stuff he does he's a better athlete than i am and he's very good at it but I still argue that it's not a sport because you, I think you have to have that objective scoring to make it what I consider a sport. Yeah. And it can be athletic, right? Like my, yeah, I'm exactly. a marching band director, right? Like marching band is very athletic. I think some people don't recognize like how much we're asking them to do physically, but like we have judges, like they have to give a subjective score. And while at the end of the day, I think the activity is incredibly athletic, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a sport. So at the end of the day, how many times does it go through the hoop? How many times do you put the ball in the end zone? Right? Like need a black in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and whatever is in your mind is truth. Because it's facts, it's facts. That's exactly, yeah, I'm catching yeah. on now. Okay, okay, cool. I was actually, my answer to this, I assumed you were going to say that Evan Leppler's voice is actually what makes the sport legitimate, but we'll move on. I know you're a big Marvel fan, so what takes do you have for us in the Marvel universe? Anything that you need the facts to know? 
Yeah, I am a Marvel fan. I grew up watching the cartoons. My dad had several comic books. And the MCU, I think, was great for me. I loved all the movies coming up. I guess my hot take is that it's it's just on a downhill. I think it's peaked already. I think Infinity War Saga was the culmination of all of the built up for the last 10 years. And I think it's just all downhill from here. I think they're going to dive into a lot of more like niche comics, I guess I should say, that people aren't as familiar with. And I think it's just going to lose some substance to it, too. I think they're just trying to hit a movie for everybody and they don't have one yet. Maybe I'm wrong, but we'll hold out some hope. So we'll see. Quick side note. So I am a San Antonio Spurs fan. For those who don't know the NBA, in 2013, the Spurs lost. They were in the championships against the Miami Heat, who had LeBron James on their team. And we played very well. There was a very back and forth series in 2013. And we were up by five points with 28 seconds left. And they literally brought the championship trophy down. I'm going somewhere, by the way. This is this is this is going somewhere, I swear. They brought the trophy down. And all we had to do is just hold on for this win. And long story short, Ray Allen hits a three-pointer in the corner with no time to expire to tie the game. They go into overtime. We lose in overtime. And then we lose an incredibly painful game by four in the game seven of the series and lose when we felt like we had it in the bag. And it was so painful in 2013, but the team was just in on a mission. So they came back in 2014 and ripped through the league, won 60 games, came back, ripped through all the teams that they had lost to over the last several years. And it culminated in playing the Miami Heat with LeBron James again. And they kicked his ass so badly that they lost in five games and he left the heat because of how badly we kicked his ass. <laughs> and I remember, you know, as a Spurs fan, like growing up as a Spurs fan and like never knowing them not being out of the playoffs. I remember thinking like, it was such a cathartic championship. It wasn't just that we won the championship, which was cathartic enough, but then to do it the way we did and have the year that we did before, it was so cathartic that I just was like, there's no way. I don't know if as a sports fan, let alone as a Spurs fan, like I'll ever have this experience again. And I think for a lot of Marvel people, that's what they felt. It's like Endgame was such this like mm-hmm. cathartic experience and so much build up and all these characters that we loved and treasured. And I just don't know if we'll ever touch lights of Endgame. Is that a not summary at all, but like a long version of what you're saying, basically? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Very personal question for all of us. I'm going to just read a statement and you're going to tell me true or false. New York ultimate is not actually New York ultimate. True or false? True. True. Please elaborate. Okay. If you just look at their roster, I mean, is anybody even from New York on that team? You'd have to like read me off a list of their roster because I still only know like half of them. But I mean, you just look at their best players. Um, I know we already talked about him being overrated, but he's still one of New York's best players. Jack Williams, I mean, he's, he's a new North Carolina guy. Ryan Oscar, where's he from? Minnesota, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're two best players right there. They're not even from New York. So uh, same thing with Ben Yacht. Yeah, he's not from New York. Yeah, they're just – I feel like that's New York sports in general, though. For you. New York ultimate. Not New York ultimate. Sorry. Okay. I'm here for it. The best character in Avatar The Last Airbender is. This is tough, right? We've got some great, like, people could argue Iroh. I'm a big Zuko person. There's a lot of people who love Aang or Katara. Who's the best? Give give us the facts. What's the facts here? Mm. Facts? It's Appa, hands down. I discussed this with my wife. If you think about it, for one, just plain and simple, they would have gotten nowhere without Appa, all right? They would not have met any of their deadlines without Appa. He carried them night and day, got them where they needed to be. And then if you think about also... How many times were they in trouble and Appa just comes to save the day? I mean, he he was the best character. If you saw Appa's Lost Days and you didn't cry, I don't know what kind of person you are, but you obviously don't have a heart. Yeah, and you just saw the kind of person Aang was when he lost Appa. There's just no chance he could have done anything he needed to do to defeat the Fire Lord without Appa. 
did you watch the show as it was coming out or did you watch it after it all released i watched it as a child growing up on nickelodeon and i've recently rewatched it with my wife at least twice now that it's out on streaming services it's a great show yeah it's so funny that you bring up Papa's Lost Days, which is an episode, I believe it's 215, which is season two, episode 15, because my sister and I started watching it as it was coming out, not from the beginning, but about halfway through that season. And Papa's Lost Days was the first episode that we watched live. So it was a very visceral experience. And like, yes, I did cry as a 14 year old or whatever. Like, I mean, it, yeah. If you guys don't know what we're talking about, you need to go watch the show because it's the greatest television show of all time. So yeah, definitely. Oh my God. God. Let's talk chicken. Give me the facts about chicken. We've got cookout, we've got Zaxby's, and we've got Chick-fil-A. Please rate on the chicken scale. Give us the facts. Quality of chicken. Chick-fil-A is at the top, as much as it pains me to say. Big Zaxby's fan. I've had heated discussions with my college teammates and now with teammates here in the Triangle area. And they're all big cookout fans. And Zaxby's is way better than cookout. I'll give you that you can go to cookout and eat for $5. That's a big plus. But I would rather eat a quality meal at Zaxby's rather than just shoveling garbage in my mouth for $5. So that's just me. If you haven't tried Zaxby's, I would recommend it. And you should definitely go with the boneless wings and thing. Gives you a good mix. You get some wings, you get some tenders, you get some fries, a little Texas toast. Definitely with the Zax sauce. They've got a wide range of sauces too for, the, for your wings. It's just, it's a great establishment and it definitely fills you up. Wings and things, baby. Wings and things. Cool. Which as a native Texan, actually, I was not super familiar with Zaxby's until I got here. So I'll shout it out. I've had it a couple of times. I was honestly impressed. So Zaxby's underrated, but still Chick-fil-A. You still rate Chick-fil-A over Zaxby's at the end of the day. Yeah. Quality Chick-fil-A. You just can't beat it. Yeah. They're also just very efficient with everything they do. Unbelievably efficient. Unbelievably. If the government ran like Chick-fil-A, I don't even know. Like how. Yeah. Unbelievable. Moving to your teammates. Because I think this is important because I know a couple of them will be listening to this. Facts. Give us the facts. Who's your favorite person on our team to dunk on? Terrence Mitchell, without a doubt. If you don't know Terrence, everybody loves Terrence. He's a big personality. He likes to talk a lot of trash. So it's nice to put him in his place and remind him that I can still dunk on him. So anytime we have a jump ball at practice and I come down with it, it just brings joy to my heart and I make sure he knows about it. Would he be able to jump higher if his hair was shorter? I have argued with him multiple times about how he should cut his hair. I think it weighs like at least 15 pounds at this point. And I think he would be four steps faster and he would definitely add some pain time to his work without question. We love the hair, to be clear. The hair is freaking awesome and frankly badass. Yeah. But we're just saying, are you giving yourself a disadvantage? I don't know. Maybe that's what yeah, T wants, I, though. Let's be honest. Yeah, maybe it would be too easy without it. Yeah, too easy. Too easy. He is, as Ethan Bloodworth said, the only person who's not trash on our team. So. <laughs> All right. We have time for a couple more. Next one. Give us the facts. What is the best children's or young adult book series? A lot of good Good. options here. A lot of good options. There are some good options. And my wife's going to yell at me from the other room here. Percy Jackson, without question, is the best children's book series. It was a recommendation from her, but she's big on Harry Potter. Percy Jackson is just, she's superior. Why is it better than Harry Potter? Obviously, they have a similar kind of hero's journey. They're both kind of placed in quote unquote modern day, but then have spins on it. So I think they're kind of set mm-hmm. in the same way. What about that story grabbed you more? I think the mythology over magic, I guess, is one thing. I think also it's going to be more physically active. The imagery the book creates in my head is more physically active rather than just waving on a wand. So that for me is a big thing. That makes sense to me. You got to work a little bit harder to make it not just say some fancy words and wiggle a stick around. Okay. I'm yeah. here for that. Yeah. 
on that note, we're going to do one more. And obviously, this is a Frisbee podcast, so I figured it would be apt to end on a Frisbee note. Give us the facts. What is the most important part of a Frisbee warm-up? You're at a tournament. You're headed to an ADL game. you got to make sure you get the things you need. But what's the one thing that you know if you get this thing, you're going to be ready to go? I just need to get one hard full sprint in, make sure my legs can handle it, and then I'm, I'm ready to go. Game point performance. <laughs> Ultimate athlete project. <laughs> Nah. I'll shout out Goose. I like his GVP, but uh, nah, it's, it's not a necessity, you know. Just need the one hard sprint. Life's good to go. Yep. Perfect. Obviously, if you guys have any comments or things that you want to to shoot out at Jacob or at Mr. Fairfax here, he's barely on social media. So no, you can't reach him. So get over it. They're just facts. So <laughs> if you want to get to him, maybe show up to the Flyers game and you can hassle him from the sideline. We've got a big one coming up on the Saturday, which we'll talk about in a second. All right. We can't do the Raleigh Pultzman podcast without some give and go. So Jacob, I know you're more of a deep guy, but you've developed your small ball a little bit. You can't be a North Carolina player without it. So obviously that's on the field. Are you ready for some give and go off the field? Absolutely ready. All right, let's do this. I'm actually really, some of these interests, I'm really interested in your answers here. All right. First question, always where we start bidding under D obviously get the turn, or do you want the huge sky upwind for the score on universe? Oh, huge sky. No. Okay, real quick. How much would I need to motivate you? So if I just asked you, would you rather get the bidding under D to get the turn or just the sky for the score? Would that be enough to make you do the sky? Yeah, that's it. Okay. You just would yeah. rather sky people. Okay. Yeah. Almost every other North Carolina player I talk to is like, oh, the under D every time, no matter what, even it's like, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I do for ring is get the under D's, but I'm a receiver at heart. 1000%. Definition of a great teammate. Anybody that just commits a hundred percent to their role. Flick or backhand? Flick. Scuba or hammer? Hammer. Your favorite fan reaction at a game could be Flyers or the Charlotte Express. Oh, before I just, a little red-haired kid came up to me and asked me to sign his disc, and I uh, was just absolutely flattered, and it was he was precious also, yeah. How old was he? I have no idea. Very young, though, probably four, if it's adorable, yeah. That's what this is all about, kids. All right. I know, I know. Your favorite TV show is? Avatar The Last Airbender. The right answer. Thank you. <laughs> the ET question, as they call it, what is the most number of eggs you've eaten in one sitting? Probably only four. I think that's that reasonable. Many. I think normal human beings, the answer at most is four. So I, yeah, obviously some of us are not human and that's okay. <laughs> Who inspires you? My wife. Favorite offense to run? Uh, I like side suck. The best answer. Favorite defense to run? Anything where I can play the last back cap, any type of junk or something, I can just kind of lay on the back. (laughs) The lurker, Jacob, the lurker, Fairfax. Perfect. The most satisfying win you've ever had with an ultimate is? Last year's AHL championship game. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah. How was it playing a game, like like especially for the O-line, where no one turned the disc? Like, what was that feeling? (laughs) Was it for lack of trying? I I threw some sketchy stuff. But um, no, it was... I don't know. It was, it was a good game. I kind of blocked out during it. I don't know how to describe I don't think a lot during the games. I'm a very slow processor. So I'm just like out there reacting and I try and reflect on it after. But yeah, it was a, it was a lot of fun to play that game for sure. I mean, you threw the hammer that kind of broke the game open too. Like, <laughs> which is wild. You'd think like if anyone's going to throw a hammer to break open the game, it's Eric Taylor or Saul Yannick or someone else. But like, nope. And I think maybe that's why I broke open the game, right? It's because the other team's not expecting Jacob Fairfax to rip a perfect pinpoint hammer into the deep space but do you remember that hammer do you remember what you were thinking before you Uh, threw it 
which one, the one to Eric, not a lot was going through my head. I just kind of saw him have steps to the Rick side and that was my first instinct and I kind of just let it go. I don't know if you ever like watched Eric play Frisbee, but he catches hammers better than anybody, which didn't go through my head at the time, but I just saw he had steps and I just kind of put it over there and it wasn't the best throw, but. He did make a play to be clear. Like yeah. he made a play, like his yeah. defender definitely and was yeah. an excellent, I forget who on the empire was, but excellent defender. So uh, one of the draw. Yeah. What was the fir- the first hammer was to a wide open Henry. Yes. Um, and he but just it was like straight down the field. Yeah. Straight that's the one I'm, I was thinking of. Like, that was a good one. Yeah. 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 It was clean and it was also exactly where the defense allows throws. Right. Yeah. So I'm sorry. I had to go down the rabbit hole with you because like that, no, you're good. that special. What is the best post game or post tournament meal? I usually just eat an entire pizza from Papa John's. Mostly Papa John's. If we're not near Papa John's, I will branch out. But if I'm in Durham, I just pick up Papa John's and carry on my way home. Beautiful. What do you put on that pizza? They do a one-topping $8 carryout. So I just get a pepperoni pizza. I'm also a pretty simple guy. I'm just classic pepperoni. That's my favorite. So, yeah. Simple. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way through the universe. That's perfect. What is your favorite movie franchise? The MCU. Marvel. Perfect. You're dropping Ultimate. What do you spend your time doing? Golf. Really? Yep. So I played golf for the first time for my bachelor party since everything was like, you couldn't do anything because it was COVID times. Yes. So I played golf and it was so much more fun than I thought it would be. And I have been hooked since. My wife hates it already. And I I play as much as I can. Wow. That was not at all what I was expecting for this. Big golf fan now. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. It is very challenging. I like trying to get better at it. It's so much technical skill too. Like you'd think for a, a pretty yeah. hyper athletic guy like you, and you even mentioned with sports earlier, like it needs to have some level, but it's so skill-based. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting too, because I played baseball for what, like 14 years and I batted left-handed actually. And now I, I play golf right-handed. So it's, it's been different for me, but yeah, I'm right-handed. I don't know why I always play baseball left-handed. Yeah, it's weird. Okay. Charmander, Squirtle, or Bulbasaur? Squirtle. Very nice. Go to Spike on a big score. I think just a big kick fight. It really gets everybody pumped up. You can see them this Saturday at Durham County Memorial Stadium in front of the Austin <laughs> Soul. The best pregame tune to get you in the right headspace is? Absolute silence. Yep, that sounds like a fax is fact, all right. But that's kind of hard to get, right? Yeah. I mostly just on my ride to the stadium. I just don't listen to anything. Do you even put headphones on? Do you just like intentionally block? You just sit there, just kind of. Yeah. I like my quiet. I actually drive in my car without anything on a lot of the time. Are you thinking or being very intentional about not just turning off? Yeah. You let your brain wander wherever it goes. Yeah. That is the first time I've gotten that answer. I love it. (laughs) That's so you. That's beautiful. Why is the narwhal the best mascot? And why is it so important that we have narwhal night this year? Please feel free to elaborate as long as extensively as necessary to make sure this answer is complete. Ready to go. So I think just narwhal awareness is huge because I'm going to embarrass myself here. I did not know narwhals were real creatures until very recently. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you can go ahead and explain me all you want. My wife had to break it down to me that narwhals are real and not mythical creatures like unicorns. So I think just awareness is huge for everybody. I know I'm not the only one. Can be. I knew they were real, but like, I agree. (laughs) This is a biological educational importance, Mike D. We need this to happen. Mm -hmm. 
This is critical yeah. to the success, not just of our season, but to the survival of these beautiful creatures that literally people don't even realize they exist. Yeah, exactly. All right. Yep. Mike D, make it happen next year. Narwhal night. You can do two nights. I know it's a lot of money to pump out jerseys just for one night. So like, I get it. Let's maybe do two nights. I think people would come out. Maybe the Tampa Bay games. I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. We believe in you, Tampa Bay. Please come back next year. I know it, it's been tough. All right, last question. If the Charlotte Express still existed and Mike D went over to head coach them, what record do you think he could coach them to and why? So no roster changes. Like, do you think the, the Charlotte area is coming up with players from the Charlotte area that are going to fill this team? I think so. I think the parameters in this question are, I do think the Flyers stay the Flyers. And I think the people that are bought into the Flyers would stay Flyers. If you would like to go over with them because you're going to be the face of this. Let's say, so you're going over there as well. Mike D goes over to coach, but then otherwise it's kind of like the next tier team. What record do you think they could get in the South division? Mike D helming them. Mike D is a head coach and I'm going with them. I think Micah Hood's coming out of retirement. So that would be huge. I think without a doubt, we beat Tampa every time we play them. So uh, however many that games is, you know, two to three. I want to say that might be all we get with the, the way Atlanta's sitting right now. <laughs> and so, oh, Dallas too now. You know, Dallas is definitely on the downfall. We, we could beat them. Maybe we split games with them. We'll go one and one with them. So three uh, wins. You're going to give your, three, your mighty Charlotte three, Express three choo-choos. Three to four wins. With Granted, I've been out of Charlotte for like three years now, so I don't even know what the talent's looking like there. I, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Oops. I should talk that up more, shouldn't I? I mean, maybe. I'm just, I, I know the Charlotte should, community should, uh, is, yeah. <laughs> probably need to rep your people a little better, but if you want to be honest, that's also all the, all the people like I know in Charlotte like, don't really play anymore. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think they have a decent youth coming up. That's fair. Before we go, I always want to make sure we give a space for shout outs on the pod. Whoever you want to just kind of give a shout out to that deserves some love. So Jacob Fairfax, who's your shout out for the Raleigh Pro Ultimate Podcast? Got a shout out my wife. She's very supportive. Not only does she allow me to play all this Frisbee and all this stuff, she comes with me and supports me along the way. So she's been a, a huge blessing to me. Agreed. Y'all having kids soon? Just kidding. I'm tired of that question. I get asked that question. <laughs> anyway. Thanks again. Big thing, of course, for everyone, make sure you check us out this Saturday at 6.30 p.m. in Durham County Memorial Stadium. We've got a big game against the Austin Soul. Fairfax, you want to give any facts about the game before we get going? We're going to win by four. Dang, that's very precise. All right, we're winning by four. It's the facts on Saturday, 6.30. You'll want to see it, though. It's going to be an incredible game. They are the only team that beat us this season by one in Austin, so we'd love to get our revenge game against them since that was the last time we played. And then, of course, if we get that game, we're headed on the road to Madison, Wisconsin the next weekend for AUDL Championship Weekend. You can buy those tickets. Those are linked as well if you want to make the drive of the flight up. It'll also be live on Fox Sports 2, which we're pretty freaking pumped about. So make sure you check out Fox Sports 2 that next weekend. But yeah, so hope to see everyone out. Thank you again. And who knows, maybe we'll get a couple more of these as smaller segments in the future. But uh, until then, you'll just have to enjoy these facts. So thanks again, Jacob. Yeah, thank you, Luke.